0: Off top, in 1993, U.S. Congress voted to apologize to Hawaii. Play the music.
1: This is the Dominique
0: Foxworth Show. What's up, Charlie? Yeah, they did an apology resolution. I just got back from Hawaii. Well, I was in D.C. for... Four hours and now i'm in miami but yeah the hawaiian government was overthrown by 12 caucasian businessmen some of them from the united states some are from europe and in 93 uh the united states uh admitted that they were behind it and apologized but they needed that land for strategic purposes and then hawaii voted to become a state well not then yeah then hawaii voted to become a state they voted for statehood they had a referendum Allow them to vote 90% of the citizens voted for statehood. Wish we could do that. Same. Also, you know, a written apology fixes everything, right? (laughs) Yes. I mean, as a black man, I can say that at least acknowledging it would be kind of dope. But anyway, uh, we have taxation without representation because we live in D.C. I'm not there right now. I got representation down here in Miami. Not sure it's the representation that I Mm -hmm. want, but... I'm here. but anyway, (laughs) No no taxation and lots of representation in Florida. (laughs) That is fair. They do have lots of representation and no taxation on the, what is it, income tax? They don't tax or something. Yeah, no state income. All right, so I did not expect to be here, but I'm here because my man needed some help, so I'm here for that. But I'm sad to not be in studio with you, but we have lots of fun stuff to talk about nonetheless. Uh, you got a fresh haircut, your curls look great. You, you lean in today. Yeah, that's, is that. Uh, I, uh, I,
2: I wore shorts today. I wore basketball shorts today. And knowing that you would not be able to make
0: fun of my creamy <laughs> thighs in person. it like the, the, the perfect shield in about so a few thousand miles of distance. I feel like after you saw Barbie, you like lean, you are a part of the kingdom. It's, oh, yeah. it's a new you now. I am Knuff. <laughs> Ridiculous. All right, so um, sports—it happened. We had a little bit of—I um, guess we don't have to call it sports. You—you you said you didn't watch the uh, the World Cup.
2: No, no, watched the World Cup. Oh, you I didn't did watch, watch the any World of. Cup? I I didn't watch any of Jake Paul fighting.
0: So I—I I, I think our text might have been crossed. I think yeah, said you watched the fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. I meant the fight. I mean, I meant the World Cup. Sorry, but mm-hmm. the fight. Did you? You didn't watch the fight. Did you watch? it like. Jake Paul is a good boxer, I guess, which even though he's not boxing against boxers, he's a good boxer. I don't really care to talk about it, but yeah, it's whatever. Let's talk about the the World Cup. Can we just hand it over to the young people? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's my critique. And that was, to be fair, of course, we all kind of parachute in on this every so every four years. So I'm not going to pretend like I'm some super um, soccer expert or a uh, women's national team super fan. But they fell short in the Olympics. They fell short here, and part of what I saw, my amateur analysis is, it seems like there are really talented, athletic, explosive offensive players. They are not Alex Morgan. Yep. And it appeared to me that Trinity Rodman was putting pressure on the defense. Sophia Smith, although she missed the penalty kick, was also a player that it seemed like with the ball on her foot, the opponents were Intimidates the wrong word but we're aware of her and wanted to react to her in a way and it just didn't get that same thing from alex morning i understand there's issues in the mid- midfield and rose lavelle was out uh because of her two yellow cards and that's a problem the one thing that i think we did we can be proud of i feel like the defense is strong <laughs> it's, it's embarrassing the defense is strong right like that was this this is this insane. is your lane this,
2: this is your, okay so like look I, I largely agree with you um it was brought up that other than the five goal performance against Thailand, Alex Morgan has scored two goals in the last 17 World Cup games. he's not uh, come back. Yeah, it's certainly not. Um, and we didn't really I think what's disappointing to me is I don't feel like we know what we've got with the trio of Trinity Rodman, Sophia Smith and Melissa Thompson. All three are super hyped up players um, before the World Cup. I think ESPN rated Sophia Smith as the third best female player in the world. Um, and other than the two goal performance in the opener against Vietnam, which is still uneven. She largely wasn't a dominant impact player the way that we're used to. Like, when you think of the dominant impact players on the US Women's national team, like a prime Rapino, a prime Abby Wambach, um, someone, even Rose Lavelle, at points last tournament, uh, obviously was banged up this time. Uh, just looked like she was superior to everyone on the opposition. um, and I think we're going to largely have to wait till the next Olympics next summer to see if that's the case with these younger players.
0: Yeah. And maybe I'm a little bit more lenient than you. I think that. Oh, no, the team, sure. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I kind of disagree with you. Like they looked, well, I guess Alyssa Thompson didn't play, so we can't include yeah. her. But they looked impactful, although they weren't scoring. They looked better than the opponent's. But it's—I mean—it's a team game. That's a. That's did they a did they look better than the opponents?
2: Other like a twenty-minute stretch against the Netherlands and that game when they were when they were putting a ton of pressure on. Yeah, That's
0: about they, it. They, they did to me, and I, I mean, maybe this is just my American bias, but yeah, I when I saw Trinity Rodman on the, even though like she was playing on the edge, which I know yeah. is not her like normal position, but like I saw her running past people and, and taking ambitious shots. I don't know. It's, it's probably, it's not fair to write them off. I think your assessment is probably oh. right. We don't know. And I, I guess I take, we don't know what we have as a write-off and it's not a write-off. It's like, yeah, we don't know what we have, but I, I saw enough explosiveness out of them to, to, to be comfortable blaming everybody else. I definitely would blame coach? the coach. Yeah. And
2: I thought there were some weird pairings and we wanted to see more of the young people paired together and how that was going to work. And we didn't totally get to see that. Um, and I think it's like it's a little bit concerning though that the they have a the U20 team hasn't won the U20 World Cup since 2012, and it's been even rougher for that for the U17 team. And so I I don't know for me it's just we're used to we've we're used to golden generation after golden generation constantly having the alpha player in the world constantly having the alpha player in the World Cup, and I'm actually gonna I think I'm gonna be more interested in the women's performance in the ne- in the next Olympics than I have been in any prior tournament because I think the the gap is the smallest and I think the young players are going to have the most to prove and then look this could be a 2004 men's olympic basketball situation when it was just that you had LeBron and Carmelo and Wade on the bench that is distinctly possible but there was there was a lot of palace intrigue around the 2008 team the Kobe LeBron team um, just to see like Are they going to f*** it up again, or are they going to restore glory to this program that has become like a point of pride?
0: Yeah, as much as uh, losing stinks, this is a good one to lose because it was at stupid times of day and night. So, uh, And it does make the next World Cup a lot more interesting and more fun, more exciting, more intense. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. Do you think, and this might not be a fair question to ask you, but a lot's been made of how the rest of the world has caught up. So I guess if you are to distribute blame do you think it's mostly about the rest of the world catching up how poorly they played i mean honestly the their best game was against sweden the game they lost but yeah how poorly they played in this world cup how much of it is them which includes the players the coaches everything on our side and how much of it is the rest of the world catching up because i will say that when we talk about the rest of the world catching up in other sports whether it's american sports or sports that we're good at, it, or sports that other people are good at, uh, there's, there are barriers, I think, that stop other people from catching up to us in basketball. One, because basketball is not the number one sport everywhere else. But they're the only barrier that's, catch, that's stopping the rest of the world from catching up to us in soccer is more aggressive uh, misogyny which is which is a barrier that could be easily removed at least around that sport so like soccer is a great sport that they love so like there is no chance that any single country will pass us in basketball even if all the rest of the world will pass us together because nobody cares about basketball as much as we do but there's a real chance that <laughs> we could just like go into the pack for for uh soccer definitely i think uh one
2: The margins in soccer, obviously, are smaller. The best team doesn't always win the Men's World Cup. It's just not how it works with the single elimination knockout stage. Like In basketball, the gap is immense. There's so much more scoring. But the second thing is I I just keep going back to the fact that I really think that we took it for granted that how far ahead people like Julie Foudy and Mia Hamm and Abby Wombeck and Megan Rapinoe were compared to the rest of the world and just continually expecting to have that level of player might be a fool's errand. I think there are certain parts of that with Brazilian football um, on the men's side that we see when it's like, you have a streak of, I mean, even past the Pelé stuff, the early nineties stuff, when you have Romario, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, and it's basically like, Oh, pick your Ballon d'Or winner. And then you have a gap after that. That's, that's come to now. And it's like, I don't think necessarily um, that the world caught up to Brazil. Well, you, that can be a different conversation about if French football has sort of developed on-ball stuff in a way of training players that's closer to that. But more, it's just that I don't think you can always count on finding a generational player every two or three years and then having those players all come up and play together.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, don't. yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, we have a lot of money in this country and mm-hmm. and uh, are more advanced when it comes to women's athletics. So I actually don't think the hard part is having uh outstanding players like i don't think that's i don't think we're gonna have a shortage of outstanding players how much better they are than everyone else is a is another question but it's the complexity of the game and that's the thing where it probably gets a little bit more difficult because the the amount of effort and time and intelligence that goes into uh soccer everywhere else is mm-hmm. a lot more than here like on the men's side in the w- women's side and i think just all of that put together i think there are places that will catch up Or they have already caught up, but I think we're still going to have, like... Oh, yeah. great. So I guess from an athleticism standpoint, and, like, working as a team and style of play, those are things that we can't necessarily have a monopoly on or be the best at because we just don't care nearly enough about it here. But from uh, a best player standpoint, like, I kind of think we're always going to have... And maybe this is just my bias. We're always going to have the best player or players.
2: See, I'm not sure. I mean, we certainly didn't have the best player in this World Cup. Um and yeah, I, don't know. I, agree. I I think it's pretty clear Samantha Kerr based on everything we've read is the is the best player in the world for Australia and I think like the okay like uh, something I think about this and he's not playing to, the
0: best is different from being the best player
2: sure um, but I'm just thinking like even if you like look at something like there was a string of dominance of. American women's tennis players, whether it was Capriotti, Lindsay Davenport, and the Williams sisters. And since Serena has dropped from the top of the rankings, it's been a litany of European players at the top of the rankings. And now it's Fiontech, but and there was Ash Barty from Australia before. And it just, there hasn't been the Pagula, the Coco Gauff, who has broken through and taken over again. And I just think that American women's sports have blazed a lot of trails that other countries are following. And the pool, it's like you've talked about with the NBA, When it's, yeah, when the pool is just getting bigger and bigger, it's just hard to imagine that we're going to be the only people to find generationally great players in these sports.
0: Yeah, I was
3: wrong. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge get it off your chest with BetterHelp. visit betterhelp.com/df today to get 10% off your first month that's betterhelphelp.com/df
0: Barnstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing, and creative
0: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Let's talk about football. we well, I, I, <laughs> I, I won't be wrong. I'll be right about everything. So season's coming up. Getting excited. We had a couple of preview uh, conversations with some uh, NFL Nation reporters. But now I want to do a similar thing with you. But we'll just kind of skate over the league. And one of our favorite games and uh, everybody's favorite game is Who's Under the Most Pressure? So let's get into some pressure talk. Who do you think is under most pressure this year?
2: Well, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Because uh, I ranked mine. I have right,
0: five, and I have I have I, five honorable mentions. Okay, five, four, five. All right, I want to go through yours. Not too long though, and I'll just comment on yours and add mine if I disagree. How about that? Okay, one? I'm going to go from five to one. Okay, I'll do honorable mentions at the end because I want to. Uh, my number five is Bill
2: Belichick. We had the Tom Curran report saying that That's he could ridiculous. be on the hot set. Sure. But I think the dude actually wants to break the all-time wins record. Yeah. He probably <laughs> wants to break with the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, Robert Kraft is an old guy who yeah. might get impatient.
0: Yeah, and and who's accustomed I, to winning Super Bowls and is there is no Super Bowl in their foreseeable future, realistically, right now.
2: In not in their foreseeable future, and he chose a lot. He chose Bill Belichick over Tom Brady, and then Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. So it's definitely going to get awkward. Bill Belichick uh, committed. Coaching and general manager malpractice last year with the offensive staff. And I I think you could make an argument who has more pressure on them, McCorkle or Bill. Um, But I think it's Bill just because the expectations are so much lower for Mac Jones. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I mean, I think it's Mac Jones if we're going to pick somebody from that team. But I'm not buying into the Bill hype. And I guess maybe you get accustomed to winning winning like Robert Kraft. But man brings you six Super Bowls, uh, a few winning seasons, a few bad seasons uh, in a row. And they're not even bad seasons is a thing. Like, a few mediocre seasons in a row, is no reason to throw them out. It's like, we have a rough patch. We haven't found a quarterback. Like, I like to think that Robert Kraft is a little bit more reasonable than that. I think you could um, dissect the decisions that were made in the past couple seasons and be like, all right, maybe Bill Belichick has lost it because, like, the offensive coordinator situation, uh, benching Mac Jones and pulling back, like, all that stuff is stuff you can point to. They still got an awesome defense. Mm-hmm. And the man has still put together teams that have been competitive, more competitive than their talent suggests. So, yeah, maybe there should be some tweaks to how they run the offense or how they build the roster or who is coaching here or there. Yeah, maybe those are things are fair criticisms. But you think you're going to get a better coach? You're just going to get a different coach that's likely a worse coach than Bill Belichick. Because if Bill Belichick hasn't fallen off. This isn't my. This isn't the logical list of who should be in trouble. This is who has the most pressure. on I the, guess that's the, my the point. Situation. Is like if he has another nine win season or a seven or eight win season, I think it's a bit ridiculous to fire him. Yeah. But whatever. All right, we got we got to keep it moving. That's uh, okay. Whatever. I just want to. The only thing I'll say is I was listening to Kevin Clark, um, your arch
2: enemy, Kevin Clark, talk about uh, talk about Bill Belichick, and he said that there used to be a classic Bill Belichickism, which was he would hire a coordinator and he'd say. If they failed, I let you do it your way. Now it's time for me to do it my way. And he would take over the unit mid-season. He did that like multiple times with the offense under different coordinators. He did it multiple times with the defense of people who even ended up becoming head coaches. And people around the team thought it was incredibly bizarre that he didn't take over the offense last season despite everything that was going on, which I think could
0: be indicative of maybe where he's at in his career. All
2: right, number four.
0: How dare you bring Kevin Clark onto my program? I know. His mom's great, though. I love his mom. He's a Terp, great Terp. Um, number four,
2: uh, also terp. related to a Terp,
0: Tua Tonga Valoa. Oh, the four on my list. Uh, Leah, his brother, the better Tonga vailoa Just so you know, Maryland's quarterback who uh, almost left us for the right price, but we ponied up. All right, proceed. Yeah.
2: Okay, so the way I look at this is, he's on this team with more speed than anyone. Um, last year, we sort of saw like the fusion dance mind meld of Tua and Mike McDaniel, where it was really hard to say who's responsible for all of this. Is it Tua's accuracy? Is it the play calling? Is it all the motion? Is it Tyreek? Is it Jalen Waddle? Is it the running backs? Um, I think there's pressure because last year when he got injured, um, Skylar Thompson came in and basically didn't look like an NFL quarterback. We talked to Marcel and people say he looked good in camp and they have Mike White. And this team should have expectations of someone who can compete to make a conference championship game or a Super Bowl, I love this because um
0: the offense is uh a is a it's a shanahan uh system. I don't know why I just yeah blacked out there probably because I've been um on planes for fifteen hours and haven't slept at all um but anyway it's a it's a it's a a branch off of the shanahan tree, and one thing that I think we might have learned definitively it was always floated around is that the shanahan offense needs a game manager and and not anybody who's special superstar so like we we or anyone who has like great physical talents i know it sounds ridiculous but it is a very pain by number scheme and i've heard people uh float around a while ago that maybe they'd be better off and like we remember when they were doing the draft conversations and they we thought that they wanted Mac jones and we're like this is the dumbest thing ever no Mm -hmm. it's not the dumbest thing ever Sometimes that's what fits that system. You remember when Kyle Shanahan first went out to San Francisco, he really wanted Kirk Cousins. That was like the plan. Just we're yeah. going to get Kirk Cousins. We're going to be great. And we all are like, that's ridiculous. And then did he called this dream, man. Yeah, I think, I think so. he did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> great and then they had success with uh, Jimmy G and they had success with um, Nick Mullins. They've had success with a bunch of quarterbacks that are not special, frankly. And, Two, I think, fits in that category. He's a first-round pick. He has some special traits, but he's not a transcendent type of super quarterback like we see in some of these other places. So I wonder, like, the whole pressure thing is interesting because they might be the first team to try to to run a NFL team like a franchise team. You know how you, like, stream cornerbacks, quarterbacks? And, uh, I mean, not franchise teams, fantasy team and fantasy football where they can construct something with the, the proper weapons – and move on and don't overpay so I think the Tua pressure thing is huge because they did manage to be competitive in that playoff game with Skylar Thompson and we have seen the Shanahan system prop up a lot of quarterbacks so if Tua there's no reason I don't think for them to lean in and try to really figure out how to make things work for Tua if he can't stay healthy this year yeah the other thing and part of me just like
2: with the Tua stuff is his like superpower the skill that we believe he does really well is process information and get the ball out of his hands quickly and then he had i i don't know a half handful of concussions whether it's one two or three depends on who you ask um and then he stopped processing well and he played worse and the offense fell apart um so i think it'll be really interesting to see that one is he immediately back to that two can he stay healthy and three, is a second-year Skylar Thompson or Mike White, if they have to play this year, is the offense going to fall apart with them in the game? Because last year, it actually made me think more of Tua's value and ability that the team was not functional on offense when he was injured.
0: Well, I mean, they were not functional, but they were not bad. I mean, they were competitive. In, uh, their defense was really good, too, at certain points. Yeah. They are competitive in the playoff game. But yeah, I, I mean, Tua should be valued. I, I think I'm... I should be careful of making it seem like I think Tua's not good. He's definitely good, and he's the best version of the best version of his offense we saw with him at the helm. But no one believes that it's him only. You know, like no one's looking at this, and it's because Tua was – it, it kind of looks like the, the Jared Goff situation where yeah. a coach came in, McVay came in, and then all of a sudden Jared Goff was like the best quarterback in football. And I wouldn't go that far with Tua, but – he was playing like the best quarterback in football. He was in MVP conversations. We but talked he, about it. He wasn't that bad before. He didn't have the same. I mean, he wasn't as bad as Jared Goff was. But yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see how it works out for two. But I think he's under a lot of pressure. And then there's also like his health, which we don't yeah. even talk about. Because like getting hit in the head that many times and having those ugly concussions is something we don't know how it's going to impact him. So that's concerning. So I hope he's all right. But he's got a tattoo now. So he's cool. Yeah. I mean, we were worried he was going to need a hip replacement in college. Oh, he, has been, he has been through that. a lot. I've forgotten all about that. That's why he was still available for them, right? Because yeah. he was supposed to be the number one overall, and they got him at five, right? He got him at
2: five and you know, picked before Herbert, which will now always be the the discussion as Herbert now is Kellen Moore and is launching the ball downfield. Give me my honorable mention list, by the way, but we'll get there. Herbert? Um, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, well, for a different reason, but it's more about us as, as the media. All right, uh, number three. I have Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, he sucked last year that team is super talented
0: like they're still really good and And they were way better with Jacoby Brissett last year than him they're really good the only reason why they were not a real contender is like quarterback play like a great offensive line great running backs uh defense is loaded well I guess it's not the only reason but the defense is loaded they could all like they are legitimate we thought you add Deshaun Watson become a legitimate Super Bowl contender and so if last year was can be chalked up to rust or something else or figuring out how to get them to play better together then yeah no one's talking about them as a real threat to win the division or let alone come out of the AFC but I mean there is really no reason why they can't yeah I mean that defense has a ton of talented players
2: maybe some of the most talented Miles Garrett I think you could make the case is right there in the Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa tier. You could make a case that Denzel Ward is like knocking on the door of like, could he sneak into being a top five quarterback? And the offense has great players too. I think one, like one of the things about Deshaun Watson too, one last year, he had such a long laugh that we didn't know how to evaluate his performance. And he came in mid-season. We've seen players come in mid-season and not succeed before. And two- it was incredibly awkward to talk about his on-field performance. There were so many caveats, and so we just almost didn't talk about it enough for the fact that he was legitimately bad. Yeah. Um, and this is someone who, ironically, played on very not talented teams and performed way above expectations when he was with the Texans.
0: And so, and we'll see. Yeah, Bradley Chubb might be the best running back in football. He's just, Nick Chubb. Oh, Bradley Chubb's the pass rusher. Nick Chubb. might it's okay. Be the best we're on. Guy. We're on the Dolphins. Last topic. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, Amari Cooper and Njoku are all good players. The What's the rule? I mean, this is probably a, sh- a conversation for not in the show, but what's the rule for talking about Deshaun Watson as we go forward? Like, What are we supposed to do? Like, I, I felt like last year it was appropriate to bring up um, the allegations every time we talked about him, and I think we did. I did when I was on TV. Anytime it came up, like, I felt like it was a thing to do. But we don't um, – I don't know. There is no standard rule because there are other players and not just players. There are other public figures that are allowed to reenter society. And like I, I can speak for myself. I don't feel an obligation to bring up like Tyreek Hill. I don't feel as much trouble as he's been in uh, domestic violence. Like I don't bring it up anymore. So I guess this is there's something you can't answer. But it's just a question that's been floating around my mind because. I still have that reflex when I hear Deshaun Watson's name that like I feel compelled. I'm supposed to bring this up. I'm supposed to remind people of this, but I don't do that for other people. And I don't know what the rule is. I just want to do the right thing. Well,
2: the thing with Deshaun Watson is it, there are certain parts where it doesn't feel like it was handled like uh, justly enough. Like he got rewarded with this contract that no other quarterbacks ever get rewarded to, and he ended up on a better team. But what we don't want to do, and I'm not, I'm not crushing him because this is he was on the air doing it. Is the Chris Collinsworth the there have been things that have happened to him yeah, um, and some off the field stuff. I mean, I, I don't know, like the, the stuff with Watson, I think he was pretty rash. I think he blamed the media a lot um, in his comments to start training camp. And to me, that was like just sort of reprehensible and it showed the lack of growth and responsibility at all. Um, I mean, it, it's, Hard not to actively dislike Deshaun Watson, but it's also hard to not. I mean, I don't know. I want to be able to talk about Deshaun
0: Watson, the football player. It's yeah. also incredibly interesting. Yeah, I, I it's mean, hard I, not to. I asked you a question that can't be answered. There is no rule for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think normally the rule is when people like are contrite and like apologize and acknowledge it, we then move on. He's not going to do that, but I don't think all players have done that. And again, it's not just about yeah. players, I don't think all public figures do that. And eventually, we we move on. So, I, yeah, I don't know. we There's no question. I mean, there's no right answer to that. It's just every time it comes up, every time his name comes up, it's partially because of Reflex. Last season, it was like Deshaun Watson, sexual, sexual misconduct. Now let's talk about football. But I just don't know when we are supposed to stop doing that or if we're supposed to stop doing that or what we're supposed to do. I guess it's just all about feel. Yeah. Uh, wrong word. Yeah, uh, terrible terrible choice of words right there. I'm sorry. But anyway, moving on. Number okay. two? Number two.
2: My number two player is Saquon Barkley. I have this because it's just he, betray, he betrayed the running back group chat and signed that deal for only the $900,000 of incentives. And it might not be fair, but if he doesn't live up to the contract and uh, earn a deal of at least $14 million, yeah. we're going to see a lot more Damian
0: Harris contracts of... Guy signing one for two year one one year, two million dollar contract. To be fair um, to be fair, the for to him, the pressure only matters if there is a chance of success. He could run for two thousand yards and no one is going to start paying running backs. There is no pressure. No. Yeah. So like there's no pressure. There's nothing you can do to fix this broken pressure is, pressure is created by us. We in the media, the narratives is yeah, created by- I guess. But I mean it doesn't really matter. But uh it was I think um I heard, it was, it was Bill Simmons, I think, that was talking about, and he speaks for a lot of people and just kind of, he's not the only one, but the most prominent one who said, like, essentially the running backs pity party and, like, they should kind of stop complaining type of thing. And and I don't think that anyone... You yourself up by your bootstraps, running backs. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that any of us are, like, pitying them as much as we're acknowledging that the system is flawed. And it's not that they deserve... It's not that we don't acknowledge that their value is lower than it is. It's that other people won't acknowledge that the system exists in a way that um, inhibits the amount of value that they're able to create and when they are valuable. Because they are more valuable early in their career, but there's a artificial limit p- placed on their salaries. And I don't know. It's just a, a bad situation for them to be in, and it sucks to hear. And it's not just him, but anybody. Come on, anyone with any power and reach and, like, influenced the conversation by saying, eh, do something different. Like, play a different position. Like, stop feeling sorry for yourself when it's like, uh, eh. it's kind of like what you're supposed to do when you're in an unfair situation is point out that the situation is unfair. And I guess that's where I disagree with some people is some people would say that the situation isn't unfair. But it, to me, it appears incredibly unfair to, uh, to spend up running backs before they hit free agency and then get rid of them because that's essentially what it is. Unless you're like a top pick, you're auditioning for your next contract. That's what we're all kind of doing and they're doing it. But then they get to the end and it's like, Hey, no contract for you. And it just kind of sucks. And it's okay to acknowledge I had this conversation with Mina not too long ago. It's, It's okay to acknowledge that. Yeah. Logically, it doesn't make sense to, to pay them to a second deal, but acknowledge that it's effed up that they're in a situation. And that's all. Anyway,
2: yeah, what's mean, next? Look, I mean, for me, I just I just feel bad for those poor GMs. Um <laughs> I mean, look, they're they're trying to win football and they have a whole running back group chat just lambasting those poor GMs. Um all right, last one. I think this was obvious. The most pressure of anyone in the NFL is Aaron Rodgers. Um and that's because yeah. our ayahuasca drinking immunized little buddy, uh, is playing in the (laughs) Jets, and he has an incredibly hyped-up defense, an incredibly hyped-up receiver in Garrett Wilson, a running back in Brees Hall who's coming back from injury, who was excellent before then, and a mediocre offensive line. Yeah. And he was sort of bad last year. And he came off two MVPs, and I think all of us, myself included, are expecting him to be MVP Rodgers again. But this is someone who has won Won Super Bowl and is one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and is in the twilight of his career when he's older. And normally, we'd expect him to start declining. Um, and we don't. I'm holding him to the standards of wanting to play like
0: Mahomes and Herbert and Allen and Burrow. I mean, he's obviously, yeah, that's that's the right answer for number one. I mean, I I I think I would have said their offensive line, but that's not as much fun. Mm-hmm. But the offensive line is a bunch of pressure under a bunch of pressure to protect him. But no matter the reason. If they fail because offensive line sucks, it's going to fall on Aaron Rodgers. If they fail because their schedule is one of the hardest in football, it's going to be blamed on Aaron Rodgers. No matter what, I think he's one of those people that's moved into this area where uh, he's kind of a lightning rod and people are going to pile on him given the opportunity. And if he succeeds, we are every show is going to be talking about him, celebrating him. He's going to have the easiest path to an MVP ever. There's not going to be – he could have poor stats – by a lot than someone else. But if he goes to New York and has success, eh, he'll be celebrated up there with any quarterback that we've ever seen for this season. However, Uh, if it goes the other way, people are going to come down on him pretty hard. I was wondering that. Is winning a Super Bowl with the Jets like winning a title for the Knicks? Like if someone won an NBA championship for the Knicks, like if LeBron had ever seen it. I got one name for you. Joe Namath. He's in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) No one believes... That he is amongst the greatest quarterbacks ever, but he won a Super Bowl with the Jets. So yeah, I think it feels like it's in that it's in that pantheon where if you can pull it together for the Jets, you go down in history as something special. This is going to be his. This could be his great, uh,
2: like LeBron going back to Cleveland in 2016, even though he has no actual connection to New York, but just Jets fans. This is for you if they win the title. Um, do you want to hear my honorable mentions? I can run through them really quick. Yeah, run through them. Uh, Dan Campbell yeah they're the NFC North favorite yep Um, Justin Herbert just because he's got Kellen Moore now and he's actually gonna be allowed to throw the ball deep and he's got the biggest contract on paper contract in NFL history
0: for quarterbacks Um, no room for the bills like I feel like anyway, I, ha- I have Josh Allen on there too okay well I don't think it's just Josh Allen because he's not under that much pressure but I think well I guess this is this is their best opportunity before they have to obviously go into a rebuild mm-hmm. to win a championship and he may never have a better chance to win a Super Bowl.
2: Well, don't you think also that there could be like a a little bit of aha, uh-huh, I got you from the dorks talking about Josh Allen being like <laughs> that you're gonna suck before the draft and you don't do it, no, I no. can start turning on
0: you. That's over. He won that argument. <laughs> I I agree. Yeah, but I know the know there's stu- there's stubborn people who want him to fail no. because of the, 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 take. The, the fact of the matter is the dorks. I assume the dorks are smart enough to realize that. If they don't, if they don't have success, it's not going to be because of him because he's awesome. Mm-hmm. I was one of those dorks who was like, yeah, Josh Allen's not going to be good. And then we were right for a couple of years. Now we're wrong. And it doesn't matter what happens going forward unless he starts just being terrible. Yeah. Josh Allen won that debate, guys. We lost dorks. I, I do think
2: there's going to become a point where we want him to start winning a Super Bowl because he's on mm-hmm. like a Hall of Fame trajectory. That's and fine. it's going to be.
0: He can still we'll, go, j- uh, yeah.
2: yeah, go ahead. I was going to say it's going to be weird if they rebuild and the team takes a step back for a few years and he starts approaching 30 and hasn't gotten yeah. deeper than that that run be, just because he's seemingly that great. like He's sort of a generation-defining player, even if he's a tier below Mahomes.
0: That's why I'm willing to accept that your pressure on him is high because building a championship-caliber roster is not easy. They have one yeah. and they have had one, and they will not have one uh, next year. Maybe they'll still have their remaining pieces of it, but their roster, their window is closing. And being able to construct a roster again that can get him into position to win a championship, again, may not happen. So, yeah, pressure's high. If they don't get it this year, maybe next year, and then then they're trying to rebuild again with uh, limited resources. All right. Last one I have is, is uh, the Ravens. I think the whole
2: team is in a really interesting position. I think John Harbaugh has been there for – sorry. Yeah, John Harbaugh has yeah. been there for – I get my my Jim and John confused. I for a my, long time. I get my next they Bradley's Brad Munkin. They broaden weapons. Um, Lamar just got his contract and I just think that it's going to be really interesting to see how this team looks. Cause we expect them to be good every single year. Um, and there's a chance like they could either make the Super Bowl or they could finish third in their division. And I would be fourth and I'd be shocked either way. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked either way.
0: Yeah, that's fair. A lot of pressure there, but I don't know. They, I think they'll be all right. Eh, they're nine. They
2: made, they're they're, they they're nine. Out of 13, like
0: so all right. Well, I appreciate you, Charlie. Good times, good talk. And now for the return of everybody's favorite segment. My favorite segment with my favorite person. Roses and thorns.
2: He's so good.
0: How has Dominique been lately? Bad or good? Let's find out. This is Roses and Thorns. All right. My favorite Foxworth and your favorite segment, Roses and Thorns. What's up, Ashley? Welcome.
4: Hi, honey. I missed you. Long time.
0: Uh, I mean, you can't miss me. I just left like 10 hours ago.
4: Well, okay. I'll start with my thorn for you. My thorn is that um, this morning and by morning, I do mean afternoon East Coast time, but I mean 640 in the morning Hawaii time, which like, so we left Hawaii um, at 1055 PM Saturday. It's Monday right now. We left Hawaii at 10.55 p.m. Saturday and, you know, flew. We stopped in L.A., but like two five-hour flights basically to get home. And we got to D.C. with the time difference. It was 4 p.m. Sunday. Um, Dominique is a trooper because he came home and packed his bag and then had like, well, like an eight something flight to Miami that night, which is where yeah. he is now. So that's why I miss him because I'm at home in D.C. We're back to being at home, but I'm in a different room, which I'll touch on in a second um and so then he and he's in miami for um working down there right now and so he did that he did all that what time did you get up to do the show this morning like eight seven, six uh, thirty. yeah
0: f- yeah it's 7 first meeting was at eight
4: he did all that i came home and changed and went to beyonce last night in dc in the rain she was singing and dancing all in the rain like she says in her song she's a hero for that um so she and Dominique are heroes. And then this morning, I got back at like two. My kids were still up because they were in Hawaii time. The poor babysitter was probably like, Janaya was like, this is not what I was expecting. from <laughs> She didn't know that we just landed from Hawaii when, when she came over. Um, and so or that the house was a construction zone. So she was probably like, what the hell? Oh, I'm sorry, Janaya. Um, and so, and the kids were still up to like 3.30 or so. Um, so then he called me at 12.40 to be like, are you 12.40 East Coast time? But I'm still kind of a Hawaii time to be like, are you doing roses? Are ever thorn say, will you be ready at, you know, the time we record it? And I was like, yeah, I'll be ready. He's like, are you still asleep? And you said that with so much judgment. So that is my thorn that just because you kicked your jet lag magically and were up to work at 7.30 this morning, and I was asleep at 1240. In my defense, I had been up earlier because people were at the house doing work. So I got up and talked to them and did some such. Okay, I didn't do anything other than to put them in the bathroom and talk to them. But I did that and put my phone on silent mode because it had been buzzing. It was annoying me. But I just felt some judgment. So that's my one and only thorn. But it's also a rose in there for you that you it
0: wasn't, killed it. It wasn't judgment. You misread my tone. It was, uh-oh. You haven't kicked the jet lag because I assumed that what you were gonna do was kick the jet lag. Just get up, just and wake get up, get with it. So it was like I talked to you at noon, and you sounded like I called you at four in the morning, and I was like, "Oh." So it was more like, "Uh oh," less like judging you. Like I don't care. It's, uh, you don't have nothing to do. Get your rest, but you're gonna Excuse have to me, deal actually, with this. Actually, a very busy today. Like, today was the best day to get to deal with. It.
4: Okay. Yeah, no, you're right. And the kids actually had camp today, but I sent emails last night being like, they're not going to be here because otherwise they would have called me at 830 or nine once they realized they weren't there. But like, excuse me, do you know your child is absent today? If I didn't email to say they'd be absent and I did not want to have to answer the phone when they called me at nine because that would have been 3 a.m. Hawaii um, And so um, so they're not at camp even though we paid for it. Um, but they're going to go tomorrow. Also, we didn't have tomorrow. any lunch. Like, we have to send with thing. lunch. We have no food. So while we were away, we've lived in the same house for nine years. Guys, power's never gone out. While we were away, there was a bad storm in D.C. Our power went out for the first time. Both of our cars got ru- <laughs> Not ruined, um, but, like, they're at the body shop right now. Um because they were parked on the street um, oh, like all times. for <laughs> They were in a spot where I never, ever parked them, but we were getting work done on our house while we were gone, so I wanted the driveway to be clear for the people doing work. Literally, we have never parked right there. And the one time we do... <laughs> anyway,
0: yay, we're So our house is going to be like this until December.
4: Mm, November. Okay, that's another... sub. that's a rose Goodness for you gracious. that you don't even want this housework done. Um... And you are such a true, for one, about the fact that we're doing it and it's not cheap, but two, we got back.
0: This is a preemptive rose because I just started living in this war zone and I haven't I've yet to complain about it, but yeah. I've been there for a couple of hours. So you're preemptively rosing me to make sure that I don't complain.
4: Which is smart. So it, we walked in. Luckily, they emailed me a picture because like we're getting our kitchen redone and then like getting some other rooms on that side of the house touched on and getting a powder room put in so it's a lot of work but it's all like just one side of the first floor I didn't realize that for dust protection they would have to like cover up the whole first floor basically so like to get from any in any room so like when you walk in our house buddy walking through the garage you walk in through the front door they're just plastic tarps and zippers and like Like, and it sucks because I typically come home having to pee really bad. Like that's already happened like twice where like I had to either get up from the basement. I don't know why I didn't just pee down there, but like I've been like rushing to pee and I'm like, oh, I got to fiddle with these zippers. Like it's like, it's like when you have to pee really bad and you have to unbutton your pants and you may or may not make it. It's like that times two because I have to unzip the zipper and then I also have to go like get out of my clothes. It's going to be rough. I might have some accidents during this period. But a rose for you is that you're handling it like a trooper.
0: I mean there's no other way to handle it. You either get through it or you don't. And I don't plan on not getting through it. But yeah, this is gonna be tough for all of the holidays, but whatever. I mean the 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 price is more what's stressful than the than the um than the inconvenience, like deal with inconvenience. But I know,
4: but it's like but I for, from your perspective it's like Oh yeah, I don't one, want none of price. this
0: shit, but I mean yeah, I don't want none of this shit, but
4: Yeah. Uh, and so it's a rose and you're handling it great. So thank you for that. Another rose is that you um
0: plan on handling it poorly. I just decided it's changed my mind.
4: <laughs> You're gonna be <laughs>
0: gonna be a grump this whole goddamn time.
4: You said be drunk or be a grump?
0: Maybe both. I said a grump, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently both. Be drunk, high and grumpy to survive this major injury no it's not that bad it's not gonna be a big deal i don't care about it but we'll be all right whatever i was I just, shocked though i, I, like, I don't know
4: where you and i feel bad because i'm the one that wanted it so it's like i'm like oh this is great it's so awesome i
0: appreciate um, you using the w word because it's definitely a want and not a need and i think I know that, that. Is, is the most uh stressful part is like oh well, we didn't have to do all this shit but eh, we're doing it
4: yeah um I'm, I'm not delusional i know it's a want not a need Um, so, so thank you for that. That's a rose. (laughs) Another rose is that you, um, I had COVID y'all. So it's been three weeks since we've done this actually. Um, because last week we were on vacation and the week before that I had COVID and I just would like to remind us all that it's still there, but I mean, so is the flu, right? Like, like, and it's always going to be here, I guess is what we need to accept, but it just sucks because like, at least for me, I'm such a rule follower and I think mostly I was. So now I don't, I'm not the CDC, like take this with a grain of salt, but what I, I think that the guidelines have changed and it's like, okay, once you have COVID, like stay in for five days, which if you have a cold, if you have the flu, no one tells you you have to stay in for even five days. Right. But like with COVID, it's like, you know, mask up, stay, isolate for five days. And then after that, you can go back out. I think with the mask on for another five days is what someone told me, right. Is what the new guidance is. Um, And then another person was like, just go back outside once you feel better. Um, and this is like a doctor friend who told me that, um, but I didn't want, I had it, my kids one morning, I, the little two kids woke up and they were both separately sick. And I was like, um, oh no, like, hmm, like I hadn't thought about COVID in a while. I was like, just in case, I'm going to go ahead and test you. We got all these extra tests later around. And so I found two that weren't expired and tested them. They both had COVID. So then I tested everyone else and I was negative. My daughter was negative. Dominique was negative. Um, but like by that night, maybe I was like, oh, shucks. I don't feel great. <laughs> um, and so I ended up getting it and so it was in just enough time. So we had this trip book,
0: non-refundable. Oh yeah. we were, I can say this now. Uh, we were leaving you. So I don't care what the, that was going to be the biggest. Of, so of your we, life. We, the trip was but non-refundable
4: and the little two hat COVID the before I did. Hawaii, so like
0: which you guys can imagine how expensive that is. She thought that we were going to stay here. No, just because but she here's the thing.
4: It. it was non-refundable, but it was changeable. Because I was booking it around the house stuff, I had booked the rate where we could change the dates for free, which I had already done once. We already pushed it back once because the demo on the house got pushed back um, or it just never was solidly set. They said like vaguely when it was. And so I booked it for them. But then it got solidly set the week later. So I'd already moved it once. So I was just like, okay, I need to give him a phone. I need to call the hotels because we went to Arizona and Hawaii. I need to call the hotels. I need to call the airlines. Like, just change everything. But he was like, what if we just left you? And I was like, you're joking, right? You would never leave me. Why couldn't we have just moved it back?
0: Oh, yeah, we could have moved it back. I didn't understand. I thought you, I thought you, your expectation. because no, I was going to take I knew, the uh,
4: loss. I was going to make them because I think I was like already in the period where so the hotel. Let's hotels- say it was
0: not, let's say it was not refundable. And you still were testing positive. What were you going to do? Me, and I would have actually kids. been,
4: though, okay by the new CDC guidelines to fly. I would have worn a mask. But I okay. really wanted to follow the old guidelines, like, more selfishly for my family than for the world. Like, I mean, for, for everyone. But I was like, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to be around people till I'm naked. Um, and so it was like, shit, we got to leave in two days or three days, two days. Finally, it was two days before we left. Where eyes hurt negative. But so in that time, at first for like the first maybe like five days, I was feeling miserable. Like, like
3: yeah, passed you out all
4: day, hardly day able to, to breathe. World. That was the only thing that kept me from sleeping was my head hurt so bad, either that I couldn't that I couldn't go to sleep, and then also my nose would be so stuffed that I couldn't get to sleep comfortably. Um but once me and I was Avery, feeling though.
0: we didn't catch it.
4: But and yes, and Dominique and Avery, our oldest, never caught it. So this just solidified everything he you, thought about me that like i'm a weakling and he's all strong but i also like it up under the kids i'm not that's not even true yeah, saying, <laughs> that's you know. why i can't <laughs> even lie to you. the little one just wants to be in his face off yeah,
0: yeah yeah but they weren't even sick really like they were uh,
4: i know i like, think they like, were sniffly the day i tested them.
0: they were down for like six hours and then they were back to normal and that was uh and then i was many. dead yeah and then you were gone for a few days
4: Yeah, it was really bad. So that's a rose. Did I say that? That's a rose that you held it down, single parenting. I think that's how I started this story, that you held it down, single parenting the healthy children and still parenting the sick children, because it's amazing he didn't get it. Like the little two would look at me crazy when I'd be like, put on a mask, guys, like when they'd be running around the house. And to be fair, 60% of the household did have COVID. So really like the two healthy ones could have been the ones having to stay like in a box, you know, in a room somewhere and we could have just had free reign. But yeah, um, we'd have been
0: happy to go to a hotel. I would have been fine with me and Avery. I no, been I do not help. I could
4: not. You could not go I was to the
0: hotel. Also down.
4: Um, but they just were running around maskless, like nonstop. Um, At a
0: certain point, I wasn't concerned. I was like, "Where?" I know you're like, "I'm
4: not getting it." I'm like, "No,"
0: because I was right then. I was like, no! I was like, well, like I was "I'm right
4: going to like, clear this before we have to leave." What I don't need is y'all to get it like belatedly, and then y'all to be sick, and then you know just have to move the trip. So.
0: But we got the trip, everything was good. So it was great. you have highlights from the trip or is there something else that I thorned? There's another thorn. No, you don't
4: have any other thorns. You're just like full of roses. But that another another rose is yes, that like you went along with this trip and you made like my dreams of recreating pictures that we taken when we were there as a couple. Um um like recreating like yeah, in the the tree and stuff and you wore all the outfits that i packed for you um i was drunk on etsy one day guys so i ordered him two vintage hawaii shirts, first, and he wore them um and and basically like pretty much every day like we i have to say look good as a unit like you could say coordinated if you want but you can't say it's matched because yeah that's an been a couple times like where the girls have like the same print on bathing suits i don't do matching i do court or uh, looking good as a unit you accept it looking good as a unit you didn't mix up your outfits to to not look good as a unit with us so thank you for that i mean most of, of was- it's
0: not intentional like when i do mix up the outfits it's not like man i'm a mess up ashley's coordinating unit it's just that they're i like i grab some clothes i put them on but this time you packed all of our clothes in individual bags. So every day you would I, open a bag. This and was pull a new packing technique. For it's me. Like, all right, that's fine.
4: And I recommend it. Um, even if you don't care about coordinating your outfits, like it was just I use those two gallon Ziploc baggies and I put like, like I didn't know what day we wear different things, but I was like, here's five people's clothes for this day with like each person's underwear or at least for the kids I ended up putting our stuff in separate drawers but like so literally every day I could just take out a baggie instead of them like waking me up or I was up before them every day but like bottom like, mom where are my clothes Or them ripping through drawers and like unfolding everything or ripping through suitcases so I highly recommend that if you don't already do it
0: that was a, a <laughs> impressive compliment or accomplishment too is you packed for how many days away were we eight days we, we were away for eight days you packed for five people for eight days and we did not use any baggage check all
4: no i hate checking bags we had to check bags when we went skiing because like winter clothes are so big but i feel like in summer no matter how many days you're away i mean obviously you're away for like three weeks but if you're away for three weeks with a washing machine though but, um, but yes, we had no, I thought about getting la- um, laundry done at the hotel. We stayed at the Four Seasons in Maui and it was beautiful, um, but like a very overpriced hotel. Um, so I called, thank God I called. I was in like a group text with some friends and I was like, have any of you ever gotten like laundry done in a hotel? How like, I know they always have that bag and you can fill something out and they can do your washing. And I was like, have you ever done it? I wonder how much it costs. And they're like, we don't know, but it's Hawaii. So whatever you think, double it. And I was like, okay. So I was like, maybe it will be like a hundred dollars a load. Like, honestly, like, if that's what's going to save me from not having to pack a carry on, if like on day five, I can get like all of our underwear and like some cover ups. And um because I'm also like anal adult likes to rewear wear things when they feel a little bit dirty, like in pajamas, get all that washed and like have that fresh for the second half of the trip. That'll be worth a hundred dollars. And one of them was like, you should call, call the concierge and ask, call and ask. And I was like, okay. So I did. Oh my God. It was like literally like, I, they were like, well, we don't do it by the load, we do it by the piece. And I was like, well, that's dumb, but okay. Like, give me an idea. Five dollars for a pair of underwear and socks. Like not underwear, it's like five dollars for underwear, five dollars for socks, nine dollars for a t shirt. So I'm like, my little daughter's like camisoles that they sleep in, like the little girls like undershirts, you know. I'm like, that would be nine dollars to wash. I was like, nah, we're gonna, we're just gonna pack it all. Like, <laughs> we'll pack for eight bullshit. It cost days. nine dollars so to them. No, like that's crazy. Right. Unfortunately, you can't get stuff quickly there. I could have just, you're right. I guess they have a target, but I should have just bought all new underwear and stuff there. I didn't even think about that. But it was great. Thank you. Yes, I was really proud of my packing. Um, I did it while I had COVID. Like those last days, once I felt a little bit better, um, I was like, oh, I got time on my hands. I can't really do anything. Let me pull all the clothes in my bedroom and pack them. So it was great. Uh, those were all my, I mean, there's so many more roses for you, but those were a lot of them. Um, I'm happy that we're back doing this. Um Yeah. I don't know if we'll be able to keep doing it in a football season though, because I think you'll be so busy talking about football, but I guess we do the last. Uh, we'll find season. a way.
0: Maybe we'll do it on a different day, but I mean, yeah. this is something that we do that I think is consistently good and fun. And uh I think we'll find a way to do it. I don't know what my schedule is going to be like, but I know it's going to be, intense
4: because while also coaching for this house what'd you say
0: Huh? nothing you said what but i love you i said i love you
4: i love you also guys who aren't looking we look good as a unit today by accident i'm wearing a gray beyonce shirt and he's wearing gray tie-dye so yay oh that's something else i want to say beyonce in the rain last night was great but fedex field do better it was disgusting I don't um,
0: you know that about fedex field
4: magic johnson will make it better yeah. Love you.
0: Thank you for doing the show with me. Thank you, Christina Buswell. Thank you, Adi Khan. Thank you, Sarah Abbott. And we're not at the um, uh, DC studio. We are in Miami. So thanks to Metal for letting me use this studio. Bye. This is the Dominique Foxworth Show.
1: Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring.